Are you looking for a way to track your sleep that is accurate and affordable? Then check out biohackingring.com and use the coupon code JIMMY at checkout for $50 off. Now you've often heard me discussing my sleep biohacking, quantifying how much deep sleep as well as REM sleep and other stages of sleep that I'm getting. And we now have a very cool and fashionable technology that's out there for tracking this data. Again, it's at biohackingring.com. Use the coupon code Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, at checkout, you'll get $50 off of this cutting-edge device. I absolutely love this ring, and I couldn't imagine not using it to look in on my sleep. Biohackingring.com is the website. Coupon code Jimmy for $50 off at checkout, and you need to check it out, and it gives you lots of data on sleep, activity, heart rate variability, heart rate, and more. Biohackingring.com. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today, I am not here today. <laughs> and so because I'm not here, I wanted to leave you guys with a special bit of audio. And so you might know that there's been a whole lot of keto conferences popping up over the last couple of years. Uh, some really good ones that are out there to go along with my low carb cruise and various things that are out there. Well, the one that I attended a few months back is called Keto Fest. It was in New London, Connecticut. Basically, the two keto dudes, uh, Carl Franklin and Richard Morris, decided to take over a town for keto. And so by taking over the town, uh, they had a bunch of us uh, ketonians out there doing our thing, not just doing lectures. I did a couple of live podcasts from there. They had a nice festival with lots of food and entertainment. It was just a really good time, you guys. And so they invited me to speak there this year. And they said, hey, Jimmy, we want you to talk about the science of how you do what you do. And I said, well, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> so I had to really uh, kind of think about how there is a science. And I would say there's an art to communicating science uh, to a lay audience because a lot of us are not professionally trained in science or engineering or anything like that where we would understand some of this com complexity that's out there in nutritional health. So they wanted me to give a talk about it. That's what you're about to hear on today's episode of the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. Enjoy. So yeah, the keto dudes, they're like... <laughs> We want you to give a talk at Keto Fest. I'm like, okay, what, cholesterol, keto, fasting, experimenting, podcasting, what? They're like, no, 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 none of that stuff. I was like, oh boy, what could this be? And they're like, you know what? You've been in this space for a very long time. And you've been able to be successful at communicating scientific -y things in everyday language. And so we'd like for you to talk about the science of how you do that. I'm like, 
uh, okay, I never thought about it actually before. <laughs> I just do it. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. And so, oh, by the way, let me back up. Uh, Jimmy Moore, author, podcaster, and empowered. I like that better than empowered patient, but uh, <laughs> it just chopped off patient. And so I'm just, I got the power. So does nutritional health sometimes feel like this? Be honest, raise your hand. I can't see you, but I know you're raising your hands. Yeah, we all get so confused because there's so much. I mean, you see, I, I don't know, no offense to Jeff. I love Jeffrey Gerber, but man, that last lecture, I was kind of going. I mean, sometimes this stuff is fascinating to me and I try to be a nerd of it and can follow along most of the way with it. But sometimes I go, what does the guy down at the 7-Eleven think about that? Would that reach him? Probably not. Um, and, and I think we need both. I think one of the things that holds people back from being involved in this community in a blog or a podcast, is, well, I'm not sciencey minded. Therefore, I can't have a contribution. And I'm here to tell you, I hated science in school. I, I did. I totally hated science. I was a word guy. I was the guy that won all the spelling bee contests. I was the one that won the poetry contest. I was a writer, not a sciencey guy. Now, that doesn't mean that I haven't learned to be a real nerd when it comes to nutrition science now uh, and trying to make it explainable, but that's not naturally my tendency. So if you're letting that hold you back from being involved more heavily, please don't. Um, and we'll talk about that more here in a minute. So how do you get people to understand because we can sit here and blab on and on all day long about keto and we reveal all these facts about it and then they're hearing us back and listening, but how much of it is being understood? Because it makes no sense for us to blah, 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 blah if they're only hearing blah, 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 right? So we want them to hear what the message is and not have that look on their face when we say some of these common keto words, gluconeogenesis or beta-hydroxybutyrate. And when my wife, Christine, sends her regards, she's at home. But when she was going through the nutritional therapy practitioner program, if I, I was making a drinking game out of every time I heard one of her professors on the videos say prostaglandin. Oh, prostaglandin. Another shot of keto chow. So, I mean, it's... It's just so confusing for people when they see all of that and they go, ah, right? So here's what I did. We're going to go back in the time machine to 2004. And this is where I got my start. I started because I finally started caring. How many of you started on keto because for the first time perhaps in your entire life, you cared about what you stuck in your mouth? Okay, both of you, great. Uh, most of you probably did, you're just shy. And I got very interested in my own health and losing weight in the process. Now, a lot of people put the focus on weight loss as the primary goal and then kind of health comes, but I want to switch that. I want people to put the focus on getting healthy first and then, oh yeah, by the way, you should lose weight when you do that. 
So after I lost weight in 2004, became very famous for that. The Atkins uh, company stuck me on the front of their website and featured me. And people are like, where's your book? Where's your blog? Where's your blog? I'm like, will you people leave me alone? But I did like to write. And so I said, okay, I am a good writer. Let's go ahead and start doing a blog. Once I figured out what a blog was in 2005. Uh, and I wanted to write a, a book because I wanted to self-publish a book. And so the biggest thing that I did was I started learning and becoming a student of everything I could get my hands on. Literally, if it was about low carb at the time, ketogenic was used in studies, but it wasn't as popular as it is now. But low carb, I was learning about it. I started attending some of these nerdy conferences. I remember one of the conferences I uh, in 2006, sat down, and they were doing some one of those wah, 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 wah kind of talks, and I remember there was this uh, metabolic pathway, and they were talking about having, a, one of them was like PEP-C and blah, 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 and this guy leans over to me and says, shouldn't that be a diet PEP-C? That guy was Dr. Eric Westman, by the way. <laughs> That's when I fell in love with Eric Westman and wrote some books with him later. So, I dropped 180 pounds that year, 2004, came off of three prescription medications for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, breathing problems. I had trigs under 50, didn't know what they were before, didn't care. Anybody know what your metabolic uh, markers were all when you were like really unhealthy and didn't care? No, nobody does. We didn't run those numbers. We didn't want to know. We didn't care. Now we care. HDL cholesterol was over 70, really good. Energy out the wazoo, stabilized mood, a renewed appreciation for life, and most of all, an insatiable desire to share with the world. And I love this quote from Steve Jobs. People with passion can change the world for the better. You believe that? Are you that, though? Oh, that was weak. You're like, you believe that? Yeah. Are you that? <laughs> Hopefully by the end of today's talk, you will be that. And so I started sharing what I learned in many different ways. I'm very curious, who in here has followed me since 2005 when I started blogging? Hallelujah, it's all new people. <laughs> so, But I did start this blog called Livin' La Vida Low Carb, and yes, that was when Ricky Martin was relevant. Um, not so much anymore, but I'm just kidding. Actually, what's funny is if you put in Livin' La Vida Loca now, you actually find some of my stuff. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. But what I started doing on there was I would rant. Sometimes I would see these studies that would come out like this one uh, about low-carb causing heart damage, and I did a hogwash article about it. And some people were like, well, how can you, you know, put that out there? You're not an MD, RD, PhD, or any D after your name to have the moxie to be able to do that. All I knew is I wanted to share information that I had learned. And so when you become a student, just because you don't have the letters after your name doesn't mean you can't share. I hope you hear that loud and clear, you guys. And so I was writing this stuff. This was from 2005. I had just started blogging and low-carb diet causes heart damage, hogwash. I was proud to write that. And I did a lot of that kind of rant stuff over the years. Then here's something a lot of people don't... Yeah, that was a funny little shot right in the middle of me talking. So um, a lot of people don't realize before my podcast, Christine, my wife, and I actually did some YouTube videos. I want to... Uh, show this one to you here in a second, but what we did on there was a precursor to what I do on my podcast now, and it's more of just educating people at a lay 
language level. So this one here was where I had heard that word gluconeogenesis at one of these nerdy conferences that Dr. Westman said it shouldn't that be a diet Pepsi. Uh, and I was like, gluconeogenesis, why is that everybody, why don't they know about this? Why is this not common knowledge? So this was in 2006 when I did this. Here's a little clip from it, if it'll play. All right, it's not playing, guys. I need it to play. Anyway, so what I did there, since it doesn't look like it's going to play, uh, what I had done there was I explained about gluconeogenesis, breaking down the word gluco meaning glucose, neo meaning new, genesis meaning the start. So it's a new way to start making glucose in the body. Therefore, you don't have to have carbs, blah, blah, blah. Revolutionary for people to understand that word, right? How many of you had heard that word before today? Yeah, you, and so where did you learn the word? You probably read it in my book, Keto Clarity. It's out there in the keto zeitgeist now. Everybody's talking about it. But that was 12 years ago that I was trying to get it out there, and it's slowly but surely educating people that other than people that take strict biochemistry class, you wouldn't know what gluconeogenesis was. Are you looking for a quick keto meal that has not just a little bit of protein in it, but also all the electrolytes, vitamins, protein, fat, and more that will meet one-third of your daily needs? Then let me introduce you to Keto Chow. It's a quick and easy-to-mix shake that is designed to give you a complete ketogenic meal. You're able to customize the calories because you decide how much fat to add. Most people mix it with heavy whipping cream, but you can also use avocado oil, coconut cream, a little MCT oil, or any other fat of your choice. Keto Chow is designed specifically for people on the go to replace one to two meals in their day. It comes in eight flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, cookies and cream, strawberry, mocha, banana, and salted caramel in both individual meal samples as well as a large 21 meal bag. There's also a sample of all the things bundle that has one of each flavor plus a keto chow blender bottle to get you started. Head on over to jimmylovesketochow.com and use the coupon code LLVLC to get 10% off of your first order. JimmyLovesKetoChow.com Have you been interested in trying the new cutting-edge technology of exogenous ketones but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit PerfectKeto.com Jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat, ketogenic diet with perfect keto exogenous ketones will have your body running optimally. 
Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high-quality beta-hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com slash jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto. So then I moved to podcasting starting in 2006, the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. It's funny because the guy that found me, uh, I'd been uh, blogging for a little while, doing the YouTube videos, and he said, if you talk in audio half as good as you write and like you are on video, you need to be a podcaster. This was 2006. And so what was my question to him? What the heck is a podcast? (laughs) Because nobody was really doing health podcasts at the time, but I liked to talk. And he said, oh, you just rant. I'm like, I like to rant. Uh, And so I started the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. And here's like a little clip of it. I do these little clips on social media. Oh, it's not playing now, guys. You got the volume up back there? Okay, it's not going to play, apparently. All right, so uh, so what I do is I talk to people, interview. The first 50 episodes or so was just me doing the rants. And then I attended the conference with Dr. Westman uh, and different other ones. And and they're like, hey, you should interview so-and-so medical doctor. I'm like, I don't know how to interview. What, what are you talking about? But yeah, just you do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, but I don't do that kind of podcast. <laughs> And so I had to learn how to interview. And so I remember writing out all these questions and I would have my hands, I'd be shaking. So so, uh, Mr. Westman, I mean, Dr. West, I was so nervous. I was horrible at podcasting interviews when I first started. I think I've gotten pretty good over the years now, though, having done it so long. Thank you. So how many listen to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show? Thank you. 1,400 plus episodes and counting. Uh, can I try it again? Is that, uh, did you fix it? Oh, still not working. I see it dancing, but it's not playing. So um, over 1,400 episodes now, the longest running health podcast on the internet. And I'm going, really? <laughs> I'm just a dude. I'm nothing special in the grand scheme of things. And yet it shows you the power of one person that got excited about this message and wants to share it now with the whole world. So then in 2015, I started Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the doc initially, and now it's called And With Dr. Will Cole. Um, And so how many listen to that show? Awesome. So we answer questions about low-carb, high-fat diets uh, and, and get a little nerdy with the headlines. And yeah, we have a good time on that show. And then my latest project uh, on podcasting is Keto Hacking MD Podcast, who listens to that show on Fridays. Great, both of you. So what we do is we mix biohacking. Dr. John Lemansky is a ketogenic doctor who uses biohacking. So we mix the two. Uh, So as you can see, I like to podcast, number one, but it's another effective way of communicating science without being real science-y. So a lot of you told me, and I've talked to you in the hallways about how Keto Clarity, which I'll talk about here in a minute, my book, Keto Clarity, and then these, all of these podcasts have been your foray into keto. And so, but for those, maybe you would have not found keto. Maybe it would have taken a little longer. 
So it just shows you the power of the medium of using podcasts. And it's still trying to play, but it's not playing. Boo. Okay. So then Victory Belt Publishing comes along in 2012, and they're like, hey, we, uh, we see you're doing your little podcasting thing. You want to write books? I'm like, um, do Christians love Jesus? So, um, yes, I, uh, I definitely want to write books for you. So they're like, what do you want to write about? I said, ketogenic diets. This was 2012. I was testing nutritional ketosis at the time. And they're like, well, that's kind of, they were a paleo publisher at the time. That's kind of a niche of a niche of a niche. And nobody really cares about keto. I said, oh, you are so wrong. And they were like, well, what else you got? I was like, ugh. All right, well, how about the cholesterol issue? Everybody worries about high cholesterol. It's going to kill them, give them heart disease. They're like, yes, that's the one. So I did the cholesterol clarity book first and it did pretty well. And I said, can I please write the keto book? I said, we have this template now with the clarity. Why don't we do a, I don't know, keto clarity? And they said, okay, we still don't think it's going to do very well. Well, the first week it came out in 2014, it sold more copies in one week than cholesterol clarity had the whole first year. Needless to say, they quickly became fans of the ketogenic diet. And so then, uh, then that brought on the ketogenic cookbook, which was my very first international bestseller, co-authored with Maria Emmerich, and everybody knows Maria's recipes. And, and then Keto Clarity shortly after that became an international bestseller. And then The Complete Guide to Fasting was my next book uh, that I co-authored with Dr. Jason Fung, and it became an international bestseller. And so, and my latest book just came out, The Keto Cure, in April, and it's on its way to international bestseller status. And then my brand new book with my wife, Christine, who is now a nutritional therapy practitioner called Real Food Keto, is coming in November. So yes, I'm a very busy guy, but here's the thing with these books that I want to kind of focus on. All right, you write all these books. Why? I want to educate people. And when I was looking for information about keto, and quite frankly, about fasting, there wasn't anything in lay people's language, you know, like you and I talk, right? And so because I am a writer and when I hear complex stuff and I don't understand it, I'll go back to the source of that complex stuff and go, okay, what's that mean like in everyday language? <laughs> and so I think one of the signs of the science of communicating science that helps me is I can hear something and then translate it. And that's what we do in these books, is we try to translate pretty darn complex science into easy-to-understand language. So who owns uh, Cholesterol Clarity? Thank you. And Keto Clarity? How about the Ketogenic Cookbook? Complete Guide to Fasting? The Keto Cure? And if you don't have any of them, I got them all out there, so you can <laughs> grab the ones you don't have. And, oh yeah, by the way, five more coming by 2020. So pray for me now. I need it. So this next one, I really hope we get the audio to work because this is exciting. This is probably the most exciting thing that I've done in all of my work. So who knows about my brand new project, KetoWhiteboard.info? Both of you, great. So um, it's brand new. It only came out about a month ago. So we decided to come up with these short form whiteboard videos. So do you like the whiteboard uh, format? You've seen those before where the guy scribbles his hand and, and explains. So I got the, I, and I started looking for somebody that was doing it because I've always been enamored by the whiteboard concept. 
And I was surprised nobody was doing it in the keto world. And so I said, well, I have a voice. I could do the voiceover and then I could hire a guy to do the drawing part of it. Um, and so we created these videos and we're hitting all the hot topics. I really hope this plays because I want you to hear it. I guess you'll get the gist of it from it playing. As you can see, they explain various concepts. So are you worried about your high cholesterol? Uh, is weight loss the only benefit of keto? Is keto dangerous? That one addresses the ketoacidosis question. Uh, keto is easy. Just keep it to protein, vegetables, and fat. And we've got tons of videos on there. I think we're up to 22 now, and I'm adding about three a week. And this is all coming out of my own pocket right now. I'm paying for all the production value because I'm trying to pay it forward so that people can learn. And here's the thing. No, I don't benefit financially from doing this. But if people can learn about keto, they're going to buy my books. So, <laughs> so eventually it will benefit me. Um, and eventually they'll understand it to the point that they'll want to learn more. So maybe they find some of the podcasts like Two Keto Dudes or some of my podcasts. And so, so that's my new project. Definitely, if you haven't checked it out, take a screenshot of that with your phone. I want you all to check it out. And what we're doing is encouraging people to share the videos. So you watch it. Okay, that's cool. I love it. I want to share it with my friends. Like on Facebook, when somebody has a question about, I thought that keto diet was supposed to be dangerous for you. So you can put the one, is keto dangerous, and stick it as a comment on the Facebook post that someone's writing that, and then you instantly have an answer to them. So we put a lot of work into this. I hope you check it out. And it's one more way that I'm trying to make the science of teaching this easier because it's one thing to write a simplified book like Keto Clarity, and I'll have a comment about that here in a second. It's one thing to do podcasts to try to you know simplify the language, but one minute, everybody has one minute, right, to watch a video. And if it piques their interest in learning more, then bonus. So what can you learn from what I've done in all this work that I've done for well over a decade now? It's elementary, my dear Watson. Keeping it simple is the key. So here's the upside of keeping it simple. Oh, but, oh yeah, by the way, the um, keto whiteboard had one more comment. When I was sending this out to different friends of mine in the community, I, one of them, I sent the cholesterol one that I did, is high cholesterol dangerous, um, to Dave Feldman. Bless his heart. So uh, I sent it to him, and he says, well, that's not quite technically true. You really need the, the coenzyme of the catabolic. And I'm like, Dave, I want the greeter at Walmart to understand this. He went, okay, yeah, they're going to understand it. <laughs> so the upside of keeping it simple you get more buy-in. You don't glaze their eyes over with gluconeogenesis and coenzyme Q10 and IGF-1 and R2-D2-C3PO. I mean, you're, you keep it simple for them. And so you get buy-in when they understand it. Now, you and I know it's very complex, some of the stuff we talk about. But if you can get the buy-in, then they can learn about the rest of it later. You also get better engagement with your audience. I get so many people, and a lot of you guys have come up to me at this conference and go, I just feel like I know you. It's just, you're so real. You so engage with people at a human level. And I say, well, last time I checked, I am a human being. So uh, it, it, it's very easy to do that, and people feel engaged when you keep it simple. There's also a curiosity to want to learn more. Hmm. 
So tell me more about this, how protein turns to glucose. Uh, and so they get curious and they want to learn more. And then finally, it demystifies a lot of the complex topics. So people like, well, what's my macronutrient ratio? Eh, don't worry about that. Just eat real food, stick to low-carb, moderate protein, high fat. And you keep it simple for people, and it demystifies a lot of it. There is a downside, though. Just like I was talking about with Dave, he wanted the War and Peace version to teach people. We're not giving the War and Peace version. The War and Peace version is already out there. People can learn about it. But do you get people in the door with that? No. Nobody's going to read a book that's good calories, bad calorie sized. They want a little pamphlet to start off to learn. The need to share more but not confuse newbies. This is a tricky one, too, because when you keep it simple, sometimes you lose nuance of what you're trying to talk about. And there's a lot of nuanced topics within the realm of keto. So you want to share more, but you want to give it to them in like chunks at a time so that they don't get overwhelmed with too much too soon, right? The casual follower might never want to learn more. So that's the downside of keeping it simple. They go, well, Jimmy Moore and that whiteboard thing, he said, and, and they only believe what's in there and never expand their knowledge. And then finally, it's difficult to simplify some of these things, right? Have you tried just talking to somebody casually about keto and then you have to use some million dollar word? You know what I'm talking about. You get to, into the conversation. Well, yeah, when uh, uh, you don't want to eat too much protein. Well, why shouldn't I eat too much protein? Well, there's this process. Oh, crap. What am I going to say? Uh, where the, the liver turns the protein into sugar. And you sound like you're blubbering. Because you want to say the word, but you don't want to overwhelm them. And it's very difficult sometimes to simplify it to that level. So how do you strike the right balance? I wish I could do that, by the way. Let's go back to my book, Keto Clarity. So it came out in 2014. And if you ever read some reviews on Amazon, it's pretty funny when you start going down the list of reviews. Because there's a lot of people that say, this book's too simple. To which I say, thank you very much. That was the point. I was trying to make it simple. I was trying to be an entry-level book for people to understand. So they had uh, all of these comments of, it's okay, super simplistic. It's just okay. Uh, the book may be useful as an introduction for those who have never heard about the ketogenic diet. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. That's what I was going for. <laughs> but they gave me a three-star review anyway. Uh, how many times can you say the same thing again and again? And one of the principles of teaching is say it, say it again, say it again, say it again. And maybe about the 10th, 11th time you say it, then they get it. So I did that by design. A uh, good amount of information. It repeats itself. If you're savvy about keto, it's going to annoy you. I wasn't writing it for somebody that already knows abundantly about keto. Now, if you do have a lot of information in your head about keto, you're still going to learn. I, I have people write me even now. They go, dang, I thought I knew everything about keto. And I read that book and I go, crap, why didn't I know that? So, but then I got this one, which is my favorite one. Meh. I like Jimmy Moore and all. He's a great inspiration. The book, however, is not very interesting. If you follow his work, this book will bore you to death. Well, good, because I'm trying to not go over people's heads. Okay, so that's one side of this in the review section of Amazon about Keto Clarity. 
Then I have people that say it's way too complex. They say, I'm very sorry to say this book was just way too heavy on the science and technical information, not enough how to do this plan for me. I am returning this book. It's not for me. Thank you, Mom McDuck. I guess I didn't think it was explained well enough for me. The book tells how it works, but it sounded way too complicated. I now regret buying it. Uh, hard to understand because it's way too technical, and the book seems more geared to being sciencey, good for uh, understanding it entirely in depth, like down to molecular models and blah, blah, blah. So you have both too simple and too complex with the same friggin' book. You know what I call that? Balance, right? So if you've got a segment of the population that thought it was way too hard, you got a segment of the population that thinks it's way too short, and by the way, a lot of the segment of the population that thought it was just right, then you struck the right balance. Living La Vida low-carb, talking about a low-carb diet, uh -huh. getting your body healthy, it ain't no doubt about it, yeah, it's really about ketosis, a ketogenic life, yeah, a real-time indicator for ketosis, called ketonics, Woo. it measures your breath for ketones, are you burning fat, uh -huh. it's the first of its kind, all my ketonians, where you at, hey, I'm just here to let you know, wanna look and feel incredible, we live in La Vida low-carb, get your body healthy and live long, hey. Keep my fats high and my carbs low. Need my glucose down right now, pronto. Check my ketones. Look at the stats, yo. With ketonics, now I'm in the burning fat zone. Ketonics, we burning fat, yeah, we own it. Yeah, yeah, with ketonics, I'm burning fat and I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. Living La Vida low carb, I do this every day. If you wanna burn that fat, it ain't no other way. Go to ketonics.co. For my international followers, it's ketonics.com. Woo! I want some pizza. I'm just in the mood. So I check the website. Real good foods. But I'm trying to eat healthy. Trust. No flour. It's 11-inch cauliflower crust. Low-carb, high-fat, and plenty protein. Grain and gluten-free. Everything that you need. Made in four flavors. Ooh-wee. Uncured pepperoni, margarita, veggie, or cheese. If low-carb pizza is what you want, you need to check realgoodfoods.com. Taste is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's the bomb. You need to check realgoodfoods.com. Free shipping online and in Kroger stores across the U.S. Realgoodfoods.com. Woo! So I want to help you guys strike the right balance with 10 strategies for implementing the science of communicating science. Definitely look at that uh, cartoon. Can you read it? Is it fuzzy? That's an interesting question, certainly. Precise determination of current temporal state is of utmost practical importance. While it's not possible to provide definitive answers within the present context, future work will... So you're telling me you don't know what time it is? Yeah, it's funny. Okay. Number one, always remember the lowest common denominator follower. When I do a podcast and I'm sitting there thinking of questions, Jimmy Moore would go in a whole nother direction sometimes with the questions than he does. But you know who I think of? You. 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 And anybody listening that might be listening for the very first time. Because I have to always be mindful of that person or... I lose that person right away.
right? So if you're going to get in this space and you want to communicate the science, you have to remember there's a whole lot of people that are brand new to this. It was so funny. I sat down at lunch yesterday, a wonderful barbecue that we had yesterday. And can I sit here? Yeah. And so I sit down and she's like, hi, I'm, and what's your name? I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody doesn't know who I am. (laughs) Love you too. So, um, that was hilarious. I don't get that very often at keto conferences. So, um, so it's those kind of people that are kind of brand new to this. And that, guys, there are so many people getting into keto now. We need you to step up and do your part to be a blogger, to be a active on social media, to run a Facebook page, to do a podcast, and quite frankly, to write books. I mean, I think the more of us that are out there doing our thing, the more we're going to reach those people and realize that they're constantly coming into the fold. And what's interesting is I saw this once before in the paleo world. So before keto came on strong, paleo was kind of the the big diet, and I was always the token low-carb kind of keto guy, and then, okay, we'll let Jimmy Moore come in and do his thing. Um, And I saw the same thing happening there. There was just so many people coming in, and they never mastered the art of the lowest common denominator. They were always like, well, you need to have safe starches for everybody and there's no exceptions and you need to have. And I was always enamored by their inability to communicate at a very basic level, knowing that there's brand new people coming into this all the time. So in the keto world, we've got to be mindful of that person. We also need to over-explain ourselves sometimes so that the information you're sharing is clear. Because sometimes I'll write something and I go, okay, I know what I wrote, but will the lady down at Walgreens, who I had a conversation with the other day, literally, this is a real conversation, I'm eating better now, I just thought I'd let you, because she knows what I do for a living, and I was like, great, what's, uh, what's that mean? She's like, well, I'm cutting back. I said, what does that mean? She's like, well, I'm not eating bread or other carbs. Okay, great, what are you eating? Oh, I brought brown rice for lunch. Um, sweetheart, you know, brown rice is still a carbohydrate. No, that's the person I'm trying to reach. That's the person you have to over explain why brown rice is not good if you're eating lower carb. And so over explaining yourself. So sometimes people are like, well, you just repeat a lot of things in, in Keto Clarity, some of the reviews of that, but it's like repetition makes reputation got to learn it. You've got to hear it a million times. In marketing, that's kind of marketing 101. You know, if you hear an ad on the radio or the television, you're not going to buy with the first time you see an ad or hear an ad. You buy about the 11th or 12th time you hear the ad and marketers know that. And so I'm marketing the keto message. So you bet your sweet bippy, I'm going to over explain so that you understand. Number three, Infuse humor into the discussion to break the ice of the topic's complexity. And yes, exercising would be much better rewarding if calories screamed while you burn them. And I try to do this. I I get criticized a lot because I goof off on my podcasts and I'm in general try to be funny. And But here's the thing. When you're laughing and you're hearing something that you need to learn, you remember it. You do. Some, one of the best things that happened in the keto world, before it was keto, it was low carb, 
was when the Fathead documentary came out. Who saw Fathead in here? Yeah, so it was kind of the seminal documentary film about low carb. It was way back in 2009 it came out, and he's got a new one coming later this year on Netflix, by the way. Fathead Kids, check it out. Um, but the reason that was so successful at educating people and getting them into the fold was humor. The guy that created it, Tom Naughton, a stand-up comedian, and he had learned about this way of eating, and he wanted to communicate it in the way that he knew how. So infusing humor does have a very effective uh, way to communicate. Number four, never talk down to your audience and instead bring them along for the ride. I hate those pages that I follow where they go, well, if you just do this and this, you'd be fine. And if you're, you're obviously not doing those things if you still have weight on your body or if you still have problems. If you're struggling, it's your problem. You should just do this and this and everything's fine. Don't you hate those people? <laughs> because they're out there all smug on their high horse and it's annoying. But at the end of the day, I would much rather go along with my audience as a friend, right? How many of you think of me as a friend? You follow my work and you're like, oh, yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, because I don't talk down to you. I give you information like a friend would when I interview people on my podcast. I'm talking to them like we're just two old friends catching up on old times. And you guys get to eavesdrop on those conversations. And so I hope this becomes a trend that more and more people bring people along for the ride and leave the judgment at home. And usually these are the guys that don't have any shirt on when they're podcasting or whatever. No judgment from me on that. If you do that, I have never done a shirtless podcast and do not plan to. Number five, repeating important concepts often is an excellent strategy for teaching. The kids don't listen, so I have to repeat myself. I'm always repeating myself, you know, always saying the same thing more than once. I say it once and then they say to me, say it again. So yes, repeat yourself. Um, and it's okay, because I think those important concepts, you need to hear it. And what's really interesting for me, kind of being in this space for a very long time, is now hearing other people repeat some of the things I've said. So I always talk about within the context of going keto, you got to shift your body over from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. I have heard that been repeated <laughs> out there in the community, and it's great. Plagiarize me all you want. That's great. If you're going to get that message out there, that's beautiful. Um, I've heard ketonian. We came up with that word. How many use ketonian? So yeah, all my ketonians, where are you at? So um, repeating those things often uh, will help. Number six, acknowledge when you don't know about something, but then go find out about it. Everybody expects me to have answers because I have talked to a lot of people in the world of health and nutrition. I do know quite a bit of knowledge, but I'm the first to tell you if I don't know something, I always say, I don't know, but I'll find out. So I have access to all these medical people all around the world that I could ask these questions to. And of course, we answer a lot of them on Keto Talk as well. So don't be afraid to say you don't know. The other people that really get on my nerves are the people that pretend like they know what the bleep they're talking about and they don't, right? And so you don't want a BS answer. You want a real answer. And here's the other thing. There are some questions we don't have the answers to yet. So we have to be patient until those answers come. Number seven, stay in your lane. 
and just be your own authentic self. Never be fake. Oh, pet peeve time here, man. I hate those people that get on. Hi, I'm Jimmy Joe, and I'm here to tell you all about keto. Oh, yeah. Let me just punch you in the face real fast, Jimmy Joe. Um, No, don't do that. And I've never pretended to be that way either. I'm what you see is what you get. And I'm pretty blunt when I talk to. So uh, some people don't like that, but I'm authentic. I stay in my lane. I don't try to be this persona outside of my real life online. I'm myself. And I, and I tell people, you want to stand out online? Be your authentic self. There's not enough of that these days. There's so much fakery. Avoid the fakery and just be you. Number eight, speak on the level of understanding of your audience and then add to that. So we talked about this a little bit earlier about trying to reach people and you want to go a little further, but it's kind of like give them the information that they can handle now. Then they come back to you and you go, oh, remember that thing I told you the other day? Here's a little more and a little more. You know, your, your kid didn't go to kindergarten and start learning biochemistry, right? No, the kid had to learn ABCs and one, two, threes first, right? And so take it the same way with people learning about keto. You have to speak at their level of understanding and then add to it. Mentioning uh, podcasts, mentioning the keto whiteboard, mentioning books, all are great ways to get people to learn more. Number nine, use every possible way to connect with people and then get good at it. So I'll tell you, I was resistant to get on Twitter and Instagram. I thought they were the stupidest social media made for mankind. Because let's start with Instagram. I'm not a recipe blogger. I like to cook. I like to post pictures of food, but I don't go one quarter cup of this and one pinch of it. I'm just like throw, 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 serve. That's how I cook. And so I resisted being on Instagram, and I regret that now. I'm at 35,000 followers there now at Living Low Carb Man, but it took a little while to get there. I'd be probably at 100,000 had I gone earlier and not resisted that. Well, I don't need to be on there. I'm not a recipe blogger. And same with Twitter. It's like, I'm doing Twitter. And this was when they had the 140 characters. At least now they've expanded it a little more that it's a little more relevant to use. But I was resistant to be on those things. And here's the thing. I've got people that only follow me on Twitter. I know, hard to believe, right? They don't even listen to the podcast. They just follow me on Twitter. Bless their hearts. And then there's people that only uh, have read my books. They've only seen Keto Clarity. That's all they know about me. And then there's other people that listen to the Living La Vida Low Carb Show, and that's all they listen to. So... The point of this story is you've got to use all of those places, knowing that there's people that are only in certain places. Now, most of you guys follow on various platforms. You've got the books, you've listened to podcasts, you follow me on social media, yada, yada, but not everybody. So you have to be literally everywhere. And here's the other thing. I had to learn like how to get on YouTube and, and now the IGTV just started and, and doing those things. You just actively get in there and just do it because people will then engage with you, but you have to be there for them to engage with you. And then finally, never stop learning. I can't tell you how many things I've learned even this year, and it's getting real deep with the personal experimentation that I've been doing with 
high protein and then high fat and having hypoglycemia and the glucagon resistance that we're now starting to learn about. These are things that have never been on my radar screen before. They're big time on my radar screen now. And so I continually stop, uh, never stop learning because life never stops teaching, right? And so the more that you learn, it should drive you to want to learn more and learn more. Now, here's the thing. Most of you guys don't have a podcast. You don't have a blog. You don't have a social media or a Facebook page where you're really pushing this. I'm going to encourage you. We need you. We need you now. We need you to be the voice teaching this to all those legions of people that are coming into this, right? So I can do a podcast, but I have 750 people waiting to be on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Nowhere to put them yet. We need more voices out here. And thankfully, when I started talking about this a few years ago, we need more people. Now there are a bunch of keto podcasts. There's a bunch of keto social media presences. There's a lot of blogs. There's a lot of people writing books now. So that's good. But we still need more. We're still in the infancy of this movement. I know it seems like it's pretty big right now, but we're at the very front end of probably what I envision to be at least five to eight years more of a solid keto movement happening. And it'll go beyond that too. But as far as being white hot, the next five to, to seven years is going to be huge, you guys. So we need you on the front lines right now. So if you like to write, write. If you like to talk, talk on a podcast. If you like to do videos and you flip your hair back and all that stuff, do that, but do what you're good at. And, and we're going to change this world one person at a time. Thank you very much. Living La Vida Low Carb, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc.